Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Estonian Football Podcast. Um, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently today. And uh, instead of talking about the league and the games that have been going on, we are going to talk the questions you asked us on Twitter. Um, as always, I'm joined by my brother. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into it. Um, we had a question from Alonzo Martins. He actually asked us three questions, so we'll do all three of those simultaneously. Um, first question is, since when have we followed Estonian football? Um, do you want to... Yeah. Um, so we went to Estonia in the winter of 2018. Um, yeah, just fell in love with Tallinn and the people. Uh, we found some abandoned stadiums, and then we decided to look for the... Stadiums that they play in, so we went and explored the Kadriog Stadium. Uh, we think what we thought was Kalina Kalev Stadium, but God knows what that was. It might have been, it might not have been. Um, and then we saw the Alacock, um, went inside there into the um, club shop for the national team. You know, they sold Flora, Lavadia, and they had the shirts on for the current Mestra Liga teams. Um, but we couldn't buy any of them, but then we decided to take an interest, done some research on the league. Yeah, and we've just been following it ever since. Yeah, um, so we did follow it religiously when when we, we, we came back from Estonia. Um, it wasn't probably, what, a few weeks, months after that, where we actually started following it religiously. Um, we now do spreadsheets, got team stats, league stats, uh, obviously do the podcast as well, which is taken off a bit better than what we thought it would and what we ever hoped. Um, we were expecting 10, 20 followers on the Twitter account. Um, and we're nearly hitting 150, so thank you for that. Um, much appreciated. But that pretty much answers the why we follow Estonian football. Um, so we move on to another question, which uh, Alonso asks, which is, what happened to TVMK Tallinn? Um Long story short, uh, finances. Yeah, that, yeah. So they um, they went bankrupt in two thousand and eight. Um, I believe they won the Mestra Liga in two thousand and five. So they went bankrupt in two thousand and eight. I think after that two thousand and five season, so between two thousand six two thousand and seven, a lot of their players actually went abroad. So all of their star players left. Um, most of them went to Sweden, I think. Yeah, Sweden, Finland. They had a lot of Lithuanian players who all went back home. Um, so that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. As with these, you know, so-called lower leagues, if you win the league uncomfortably, bigger teams from elsewhere are going to want your players, aren't they? Yeah, they finished eighth. They were allowed to finish the season when they went bankrupt. Um, yeah, they finished third. They got given bronze medals, but they were relegated, and then. Eventually they dissolved. Yeah, they did have a few cup wins in all during that during that spell. Um, I say a few. They won the cup and the super cup. Um, so when when the, the bigger players left, it wasn't as if it was a complete disaster for them. It was, it's just money, the finances, um, just caught up with them in the end. And unfortunately, yeah, they're no longer with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we move on to the last question that Alonso asked. It's uh, Estonian teams in Europe for the upcoming 21-22 season. Um, we actually have three teams competing in Europe this year. Flora will go 
into the Champions League first qualifying round. Um, they're actually a seeded team. Um, just good news. Um, how far we think they'll go depends on the draw. Um, you if know, they, if they're lucky, they could get like a Georgian team or something that they can yeah, compete against. Yeah. There, there are teams who are unseeded. You know, Bodo Glimt, HJK Helsinki, Riga, Connors Quay, and Harum Spartans of Malta. So there are teams there that are favourable. You know, you don't want Bodo. Um, I don't think you want the Finnish teams. I don't think you want the Latvian teams. Um, so it depends. You know, last year they were one game away from the Europa League group stage. They were quite lucky in the extent that it was one-legged ties all the way through the qualifying stage. Um, but, yeah, it shows they can do it. Um, so we'll see with Flora. Um, Champions League is obviously a big ask. Um, and the two other teams that will be going in the new conference league, um, Pied and um, Lavadia. Uh, Lavadia receded. Pied or not. Um, it's the second time Pied have actually been in Europe. Uh, they were in the Europa League last year. Qualifiers went out the first hurdle. Um, Lavadia are pretty much in it every year. Um, so you'd expect them to go a bit further than Pied. But again, it depends on the draws. You've got like Trepene from San Marino in it, Bala Town. Um, you know, you've also got Newtown from Wales as well. Um, Mons Calpe of Gibraltar, a handful of Georgian teams and Doran teams. So I, I think this is good. The UEFA UA Conference League is good for teams from Estonia, teams like Lavadia. If Flora get knocked out in the Champions League qualifying rounds early enough, uh, I'm not sure how it works. I believe they'll go into Europa League qualifying and then maybe yeah. eventually they'll go into... I, there is a winner's path and stuff like that, but it's all... So this could be good for, I think, the two talent teams especially you could easily get into the this conference league group stage I why did, not I did have a brief look at the um, you know the qualifying rounds and all this and the final one I believe to get to the group stage has you know the big boys so to speak um, the Galatasaray's and well I think Galatasaray are actually Champions League but I believe if they lose that final round before the group stage of the Champions League to qualify for that, they then go into the. I don't know. It's new. We'll figure it out. But it looks like a competition where it, it, it's definitely designed to be more favourable for your Estonian teams. So yeah, I can't see why not. Why Lavadia, Flora, maybe not Pied, but these two teams can get into the group stage and even get out of it. No one wants to go playing in a in a stadium in Estonia uh, on a Thursday night so well Alacock maybe but if they put him in the Kadriog that that might (laughs) might be saving me to him but I don't think that's your way for standard I'm going to take a guess it's not yeah Um, but yeah that answers those three questions Um, we can move on we'll just go to put a simple one now Um, one the sweeper pod asked um, do Pied have the best kit in Estonia no Simple as that. Simple as that. They don't. Notes, I put no. Nicest kit is I'm going to go for either Parnu or I'm going to go for Talina Kalov, the white one. Yeah, I agree on that. I've also gone a bit uh, away from that. It's, it's an Esseliga team, Tato Welko. 
Okay. White shirt, gold trim. I saw it on eBay uh, the other day. 90 quid. Not sure if it was worth that. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think Pi do have a nice kit. Um, I think it's very easy to say who's got the worst kit. Narva Trans. Okay. Um, I think Lavadia is quite ugly. I like it because I like green, but uh, I don't think the sponsors fit the shirt well. All right. Um, but yeah, if you get a chance, get like that Tato Welco shirt, even the Talina Kalev one. Talina Kalev, the white one. Um, and they had the Parnu one. I think anything with the cool bet polar bear on the front makes the shirt ten times cooler. Yeah, agreed. Or even Elva. Elva have quite a nice shirt. Yeah, so I think it's, for what was supposed to be a simple question, it's turned out not to be a simple answer. Um, well, he asked if Pilot the nicest kit. We said no. Um, so, yeah, um, there's a few. Maybe we'll do a poll on Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that, but that answers that one. A um, World Cup of Estonian football shirts. Yeah, that's a good idea. Good idea. We'll give that a go. Um, who should we go to next? Bruce, Bruce Scannell. Uh, he asked us... Um, Dunamo Tallinn. Um, will they ever make a return to the top flight? Again, another short answer. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. They, they, they're in the free league of North now. Which is the fifth division. Yeah. And then these, you've got, say, so like, free league North, Northwest, Northeast, Southeast, Southwest, South. So I think if you win those, you go into, I might be wrong, but I believe you go into some kind of playoff to determine who actually goes up from those regions. Yeah, uh, so league football, when you get that low, it's quite difficult to track. It's like Norwegian lower league football. No one really knows what's going on. Yeah, um, but I will say that Dunamo Tallinn are not the big boys. I believe when they came up to the Mestre Liga last time they were in it, they only came up because they came fourth in the East Liga. So it was a shock that they came up and their season was a disaster. I don't even think they, um, when they got relegated, I don't even think they um, went back into the S League. I think they went straight into the third division. No, they went back-to-back relegations. Yeah. And they went down, let's say, they went up, came fourth. Obviously, there was um, the B teams can't go up. Um, Turvis were deemed um, illegible, who are also now defunded. Um Dunamo had a negative goal difference in the East Liga. They they went up. Uh, like you said, it was a surprise. They conceded 157 goals. They only won three times. A complete disaster. Um, it's actually the same season TVMK Tallinn won the league. So the 2005 season is featured quite prominent in this podcast. Um, like you said, do you see them coming back? No. They've played twice this season already. In the free liga, they lost one of them eight nil to um, Tolina reunited. Um, they drew with, I believe, Noma Kalyu's, um third team. I think it was two all. So no, they won't be back for a very, very long time. Um, as far as the other part of the question is support, and like I said, it's hard to get statistics when you go that far down the, the ladder. But I can't imagine they have much of a crowd. Yeah. But 
that's it, really. Um, I quite like them, though. I've seen them on Football Manager. I enjoyed them. I think, was it Dunamo Talon you gave Nathan Delfonso to with the editor? No, it was FC Lou. Ah, FK Lou. And then he ended yeah. up playing for um, uh, Slimane Kalev and ended up coming an all-time top goal scorer. But Brilliant. <laughs> Okay, we have, we have one more question, um, which is from the Bell Pod. Um, There's a Belarusian podcast. Um, you, know, you you have your Belarusian moments, don't you? So yeah, I've got some ties to Belarus yet. So um, yeah, my will answer his question. He's basically asked, um, whatever happened to Nava Trans? Um, he said when he lived there, they were challenging for titles and pretty decent and now they're not so he just wants to know what's happened so so I think uh, so the I think the point in question is between 2008 and 2012 Narva Trans always came in the top four um, and I think the answer to that is it's just because the league was crap um, most of the teams who were in it were either semi-professional or amateur so Narva Trans were one of the founder members I'm not sure if they were professional but they were definitely semi-pro so they had a few semi-pros on the book. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just um wasn't very competitive league. To put that into perspective, I've got some teams here. Um, uh, Ajax, um, I can't pronounce their rest of the names, like Ajax Lanamesena. Um, I'm sure someone will correct it. They spent three seasons in the Master League and they conceded 449 goals in three seasons. We got Vapras, the Vapras that are currently in the Master League. This, this would be their sixth season in the Master League, but in the five seasons prior, they've conceded 576 goals. Warrior, for five seasons, 425 goals. So this is all in the period where Narva were coming in top four. Uh, the bottom four teams during 2005 through 2010 were always consistently losing 25-plus games a season. So you had the top four. were You played each other four times a season, so you're guaranteed pretty much 12 wins a season against the bottom four. So I think that's the answer there. I don't think they're a bad team because... We were talking about them in an earlier podcast. What, what, what are Narva Trans? And we were saying they should be top five at least yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. It, it's not all um, bad for them. You know, they, they've, they won the cup in 2018-19. They got to the final last year um, against Flora. Um you know, they, they were lucky to avoid the relegation last year, mind. They um, they were one point above Curacao, um for the playoff. Yeah, this is the thing. I don't think, because they had that spell when they came in top four, I don't think they're a bad team. I just don't think they're consistently good. I don't think they ever have been. I think they were just fortunate now, fortunate back then where the league was mainly amateur semi-pro teams. And since, for like, this is like two, three years now where the league's been fully professional. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think I think the question really lies to that the league is more competitive now. You know, we talked about earlier. You know, you've got Legion in the league, in the league now. Ooh, this is their second year back um, after promotion, and you know they compete, they play well. Um, 
very negative anyone again. You got Tameka, I know this year they haven't been great, but they always give the big boys a go. Um say Narva Trans that that Narva Trans. Um Nomakau Pi, Labadia, Flora. So you had uh there was Narva and Ajax in the twenty eleven season when Narva finished third. They conceded hundred and ninety two goals. And this is where Narva won come third. And the top goal scorer was a Narva player, Latvian Alexander's Chekulilavis, 46 goals. And 18 of his goals came against that Ajax team. Didn't he have a stint in, like, Malta or something? Yeah, he, he never did. scored goals ever again after that season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that pretty much answers that question. You know, it's not that they're poor now. It's just that the league seems more competitive. Obviously, like I say, the league's now fully professional. Yeah, because um, Tomeka went through a stage where they lost major sponsorship during that period when Narva were not that Tomeka were a good team anyway, but they Tomeka started focusing on youth players. Well, look, look at the players. Uh, who is it? Uh, how you had that player that day. Is it uh, Marin? Paolo um, Marin. Yeah. yeah. Um, last season he played for Televic, didn't he? Yeah. Um, from Lavadia. Yeah, you think Lavadia didn't have. Two players from Selena Kalev who got relegated. Yeah. But when that Marin joined um, Televic, it was deemed as a huge, huge signing because he was tipped to go abroad. He was in Estonia International. Um, he went to Televic, which, you know, is just beyond belief. Why would you go to Televic from. Um, he still is at Televic. No, he's moved to Noma, isn't he? Is he? Uh, oh, well, anyway. It's. You know, teams are attracting these better players. They're they're professional. Um, um, so yeah, that that answers that. Um, yeah, it's just a more competitively professional league now. So teams are going to be more. You know, there's more. You know, the lower teams can get better players, and uh, yeah, sometimes you even see the teams that come. Usually, when teams come from the S league, they go straight back down. Um, Legion had proven that's not possible. Yeah, Vaporus might go down, probably will. It will go down. But, yeah. you know, they've got some results. You know, they've beat Noma and all that. So they're giving it a go, aren't they? So, yeah, it's not completely one-sided anymore. No. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's all the questions we had. Um, thank you for them. It was something different for us. We enjoyed doing it. Um, we'll wrap it up. We don't know when the next pod would be. Um, couple of weeks maybe um hopefully we'll have something in um in the works hopefully within a couple of weeks we're in talks with Talina Kalev so hopefully we can get something done there but uh, let's wrap it up there shall we yeah sounds good yeah um yeah thanks for listening uh thanks for your questions we'll do something like this again soon uh, see you later Bye. Right. yep see you later bye uh, thanks bye cheers